0: Someone's gonna get in a car accident, like something's gonna happen, and it's gonna happen.
1: Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover.
2: We're geeks with geeks with geeks without God. We're geeks with geeks with geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority, we don't accept divide superiority. We geeks without god this week on geeks without god our guest is brianne bill she's returned to talk to us about science and how science is cool because science is cool we're geeks we're geeks we're geeks without god we're geeks we're geeks without god we're geeks geeks without god
1: Welcome to Geeks Without God, I'm your host Nick Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts Tim Wick and Molly Glover Test tubes, test tubes, bubbling test tubes <laughs> And today we're going to talk about something that was inspired by a recent episode we did with a friend of the show, Matt Kesson And here to discuss the majesty and wonder of science is our returning friend, Brianne Billu.
3: Yay. Hey Yay.
1: Yeah. Uh <laughs> I, I, don't,
3: I don't know if I can if I can top test tubes test tubes so you know, just to, like, cut it there like you heard it and you were like she could be a scientist I was like this is the things that people who just listened to the podcast missed out on like, yeah. this right. amazing was, hand stuff going on there
2: I was doing a Jacob's ladder if anybody didn't get that that was what it was, it was a Jacob's <laughs> it's, ladder
3: uh, funny
1: enough uh, yeah amazing hand stuff was Molly's nickname in high school so that's um,
3: <laughs> I think I saw that yeah
1: yeah. Uh, written on bathroom walls, yeah. Uh, mm. But so, in a recent episode about uh, cryptozoology, we were talking about how uh, some folks uh, cling to things like that, or or find uh, interest or comfort in them because they feel like maybe there isn't a wonder and mystery in the world, and and so they they manufacture their own, or they they will stretch a little bit to find. Uh, that out in the world and we kind of concluded that there is wonder there is mystery there and, and we can and we can it's real and, and we can prove
0: it exists
1: <laughs> or even not tangible but it's measurable yeah. yeah yeah um so we wanted to talk about that a little bit we should talk about what is science maybe a little bit uh beyond just like the scientific method
2: with actual science person Brianne Billu. Yes, Brianne, actual
0: science person you. Brianne Billu. What is science?
3: <laughs> I think that I would sum up that horrifying question
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: uh, as one of several ways that we, one of several tools that we have to understand the world around us.
1: Mm, that's great. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's. I, I was told once that, like, anytime you're you're measuring things. And writing down the results—that's just like step one. You've basically started doing science.
3: Yeah. Yep.
0: So and my thanks. So, yeah. Any,
3: anytime you see something and go, "Huh," that's huh. the beginning of science.
2: Yeah. There you go. You're observing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's um, great.
2: Ob- observation is science.
3: It's it's part of it for sure. Yeah. It's a huge part. <laughs> I uh, I'm going to try to limit my ums in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know that I'll probably have just a bunch of abbreviated uh's because I'm mm. like cutting off the m.
0: Mm. Um, <laughs> mm, yes. I like to go mm instead of um because then it sounds like I'm thinking about it instead of just uh-huh. making verbal yes. sounds. Mm. I love
4: it. Mm. <laughs> we can
1: count uh, how many times I say like, and then we can just <laughs> see how we how we measure up. I will. I love to set, start a sentence.
0: We're doing life. science, you guys. Yeah, we're we, writing, we're counting word, and measuring and writing
2: it down. Try using the word "enjoy" instead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so,
1: if we're talking about uh, uh, measuring and observing things, and and contributing to a you know measurable or provable uh,
0: hypothesis,
1: or or body of knowledge, <laughs> or or you know cultural whatever. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm a scientist too. Now, um, what what are some things that we can talk about that are that are you know science related or, or measurable things that are uh, wonderful or mysterious? I will I take yeah. either of those.
3: Well, I now I'm like really excited because I want to go. I know that there's a whole field of research or at least maybe a a niche part a little branch of research around the science of wonder Uh, we we know the importance that wonder plays in our lives and in uh attaining fulfillment happiness we know that wonder plays a really strong role in that and we've known that for a really long time there's a really famous quote um it's by aristotle socrates i think uh and it's uh Wisdom begins in wonder. Oh, sure. Yeah. We, we don't learn new things if we're not filled with wonder and if we're not filled with questioning and we're not filled with excitement of discovering the unknown or putting answers to things that uh, we have questions for. So I think wonder is um, something that we all... Intuitively understand is very important. We feel it when we stand at the edge of the Grand Canyon, and go, "How the hell did that happen?" <laughs> uh, which we know, we do know the answer to that. We, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's much older than six hundred years.
2: Um, huh? It was Paul Bunyan's axe.
3: It was, yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wonder is is very important and. We, we wonder where wonder comes from, and we wonder what wonders role is in our lives. And so uh, much like, uh, nope, I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna, res- <laughs> I'm gonna resist saying that. Uh, if we've asked the question, it exists, it's out there. Um, mm-hmm. Someone has decided to start looking into it and to try to understand it. And my cat's eating my plant.
1: Get off of that. <laughs> he just wonders what it tastes. Yeah, like. yeah. I just
0: wonder uh, if I can get away with eating this plant while you're on a podcast. <laughs> I wonder why
3: he won't eat the $5 goddamn cat treats I get him and instead insists on eating of goddamn plastic bamboo plants. <laughs>
0: this is, so what I love about this is, this is the, this is zoology bringing wonder to your life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the oh, study yeah. of animals.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, so uh, it's interesting. So wonder is important to our... Uh, our growth and our our increasing our understanding of the world around us. It's just that inherent like curiosity. So it's, it's valuable to us. Would you suspect that wonder or curiosity in that way is, you know, an evolutionary advantageous trait? Like, are we more curious maybe perhaps Mm -hmm. because we, we benefit from being curious about our, our world around us?
3: That's a fun question. Um, and I do not have the scientific no, no, to answer I'm, it. No, I'm, no, just, no.
0: I'm just, we're just asking you as a person. Philosophically.
3: <laughs> I, I'm thinking about actually the first place my, my geeky brain went to was all of the dystopias where we've removed wonder and curiosity from, oh, sure. yep. from populations, like a people. wrinkle in time, like a wrinkle in time, like, uh,
2: <laughs> equilibrium. That's yep. the equilibrium. Whole, whole yep. that was yep. all
3: emotion, right? Not just, yep. wonder, but yeah. Um, Yeah. So I wonder, I I don't know if if curiosity is, I I have to assume that much of what we have as human beings is a result of evolutionary selection. But um, yeah, it's, well, I know that someone has answered that question. (laughs) Well, we talk a lot on this podcast about how uh,
0: generally uh, people who are Religious, or I should say people who are in the religion they were born into, who maintain that religion and continue to believe it, uh, that it's the curious people who end up uh, atheists or agnostic Mm -hmm. or who end up leaving that religion for a different religion because they asked questions, because they got curious about you know, the Bible, because it happens, I mean, let's be honest, it happens most frequently, and we see Christians leaving the the Christian church to become atheists or agnostics. And that may just be because we live in America, where that's a dominant feature. But I think that, you know, it, it to some degree, at least for the people that I know, who are, you know, smart, and and curious and engaged, they have at least asked questions about their own beliefs. Whether or not that led to their agnosticism or atheism or led them to get deeper in their beliefs, you know, the 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 same could be said, I suppose, for if you're not asking questions about your surroundings, you're getting murdered, you know, by <laughs> by, by, by your surroundings, sure. right? Like if you're not, if you don't notice that the gully floods. You know, uh, on certain day- levels of rain, and you make your house down there and then you die. You know, you're not passing that. I don't know. I don't and know. That
3: definitely doesn't still happen to this day. Definitely. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't notice no. that
2: none of the animals in the area eat that plant. Right. And yeah. you decide to eat that plant. Yeah.
3: Uh, hmm. Yeah. One of the things that, that caught my attention when you were speaking, Molly, was uh, I, I do want to. Oh, there's. Sorry, there's there's like a couple, a couple different things. Um, first of all, I want to always caution us uh, when we use the word smart or the word intelligent, um, mm. and to point out that intelligence and curiosity and wonder are all separate concepts, right? They all yes. are slightly different things. Um, as to the as to the specific question about whether those things can. Lead to uh, leaving one's religion or one's faith. I think that they definitely don't hurt. I think there's wherever there's a religious group, there is an ex of that religion's group, mm-hmm. right? There's ex mm-hmm. Mormons, there's ex, uh, you know, uh, Muslims. There's there's ex everything. If it exists, yeah. there's people who have decided to leave it for one reason or another. And I think that asking questions um, is one thing that a lot of people that I've encountered in atheist communities credit for. One of the things that helped them out the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
2: yeah. it's so, it's something that most religions don't encourage, right? They encourage faith, and faith discourages questioning uh, rather than encouraging it.
1: Well, I uh, think Judaism. Is a maybe a good counterexample to that. Actually, um, there's quite a bit of encouragement of of questioning your faith and questioning your belief and questioning why they believe what they mm-hmm. believe or why they're they're taught what they're taught. There's uh, a lot of people who are of the opinion that it's being Jewish in faith and being an atheist aren't necessarily mutually exclusive, even. There are a lot of, of Jewish folks who would disagree with that, yeah. but, but there, there are some that don't, and that's mm-hmm. I find that, that interesting. Um, and there
3: are, there are plenty of religions that predate what we think of as science now and of the scientific method, and um, I, I think that religion, it, it's a different thing when we're talking about, like, today's kind of organized religion and uh, religion as it was used as a tool to better understand the world when there was no, um, when, when there weren't other ways or when the other ways weren't as powerful as religion. Um, mm-hmm. Religion and intuition and observation have always been a part of religions um, and, and with faiths and with spiritualities. I think a lot of indigenous cultures would reject the idea that um, science is the one way to understand the world around you. Because when you get down to it, science is just that. It is a way to better understand what's going on. And we've refined it so that we can say, here's a thing that we all know is true, but we don't really know why it's
0: true.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, uh, uh, for example, uh, when you have uh, uh really bad bipolar disorder uh, and they need to medicate you. One of the medications they gave me was Depakote. And now that is an anti-seizure medication, but at certain dosages, it turns out it can also st- stabilize mood disorders. And when you ask your psychiatrist why, she says, mm, like, cause they don't know. All they know is yep. it does. And yeah. it, they and they found out by accident. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty crazy. That's- like, that's cool to, to have it be like, it works. We don't know why. I mean, we can theorize, but yeah. we don't know for sure why. Well, that's yeah.
1: uh, how they led to um, lithium as a treatment for for uh, also works with, really well <laughs> mood disorders and stuff. They uh, they found that one particular region had a very statistically anomalous uh, uh, a low, like violent crime rate, and it was really like unusually low. And they found that, um, there was a uh, lithium in the water supply and that led mm. to, uh, uh, test, <laughs>
4: led, led to
1: testing and eventually lithium being used as a, as a medication.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, that's, that's another thing that was like, um, you know, uh, it's, it, there's some like folk medicine type things where it's like that. Low bark.
3: Yep. yep. Exactly. yeah, Exactly. That's
1: yep. aspirin, right?
3: Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I brought a couple of fun stories. I I didn't, I wasn't really sure on what we were going to talk about when we said we were going to talk about science. Uh, So I I focused on one particular fun thing that kind of fits in with some other notes. And this is a really great place to bring this one up. Um, There is a a perfect example of this in recent news, uh, recent story. Um, This is a story that comes from CNN and it was released uh, April 23rd, last Friday. a lot of folk medicine and a lot of people just know from their own experience that um uh sorry where did it go ah that catnip repels insects Hmm. we just I've never, you know, I've never heard that okay gardeners gardeners know that um people who spend a lot of time like in the woods hiking yeah. or whatever uh we've known for a long time that catnip repels insects we don't really know why and a really great detailed article was just published in, uh, sorry, this one was published in cell.com. This was an actual journal article, uh, uh, original primary source. And now we have a mechanism of action for why catnip repels insects. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and it's really boring. I won't read you all this stuff. <laughs> it has to do with receptors. They did a great controlled study where they like, um, they made mutants that didn't have that particular receptor, and they were not repelled by catnip and the active ingredients of catnip. And uh, so they've got this working theory now for how catnip repels insects, That's and they can so confirm cool. that thing that you suspect, that thing that you think you know. It turns out, we actually found a mechanism of action that that lends it some more credibility.
0: That's really cool. I one of my I
1: love uh, the designing of a study like when, when you actually sit down and you're like, well, we we have this theory, how do we prove it? Like what are the steps we take to actually figure that out? I, um, as, a, as a network engineer, I think it's, I feel it's very similar to the troubleshooting process yes. where you, you make changes in a controlled environment and then record the results to see if you can determine like where your problem is or what your what your issue is Mm -hmm. and I I feel like that it's it's you know something that I use so frequently in my in my job that um I really can appreciate because sometimes there's a really tricky problem that you really have to like sit down and make a plan to try to figure out how to troubleshoot it's not immediately obvious and so there's this this problem, problem solving aspect of creating a study that I absolutely love mm-hmm. because there's a little bit of engineering to it too, mm-hmm. right? You might need, like you were talking about uh, uh, modifying an insect to not have those receptors. Like that's a, that's a really- Test tubes, test tubes. Yeah, <laughs> so.
4: that's a very, uh,
1: that's a long way to go yeah, to, right? to, to get to your, your study, but it, it fits so perfectly. Uh, I love
2: that. <laughs> well, a friend yeah. of the show, uh, Pat Wick was telling me about apparently an award-winning uh, school science project, which, which was a case of I've decided to study something, and how do I solve the problem of how to study it? And what they were trying to study was, um, are there cat bunt prints all over our house?
0: I saw, I saw <laughs> that they they wanted yeah. to prove that a cat's butthole touches every surface of the house. So what oh, they no. did,
2: what they did is they they put lipstick on their cat's butt. <laughs> And, science isn't and, always pretty and filmed and filmed the cat sitting around the house to see if, <laughs> if there was lipstick marks and what they discovered is no cat butts don't cats don't leave they're, butt they're, prints they're, they're all they're over buttholes. your house no yeah they they, they, they their, yeah they tuck they tuck underneath and there are not cat <laughs> butthole prints all over your house but but there was a scientific method to the way this kid decided to figure it out he's mm-hmm. like how do I figure out if the cat's butt touches something <laughs>
1: does the does the cat does it kind of like pucker up to get that the curves
3: straight? Gotta get all the little, yeah. Yeah, yep.
0: I, I, I you don't, don't want to use a color stay. You want to use like a real basic mm-hmm. wet and wild, something that'll lip, come off was, real easy.
3: Was there lip liner involved or just? A...
2: <laughs> I don't know.
3: A little beauty mark. <laughs> yeah, and, and
2: apparently, like long-haired cats and medium-haired cats never, short-haired cats sometimes on soft surfaces, like Boy. like comforters yeah. or couches. So, well, there you go. Science, That's great. That's science great.
1: isn't always. But pretty, who cares?
2: Cats clean their butts constantly.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, look at them. Right? At any yeah. moment yeah. they're doing it. They're up there. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty science- sure a
2: cat butt print on my on my sheets is cleaner than a me butt print on my sheets. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh, if you want to talk about wonder, like. Um, <laughs> I, I have had the opportunity to judge a couple of uh, sci- state science fairs. Yeah. Uh, so like everybody from like kindergarten through seniors in high school. And the questions that they ask are so wonderful. And it really does capture the wonder of it. And a lot of times, um, I mean, you get all sorts with science fairs. Some you're like, your dad did that get out of here, you know. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> You know, the questions they ask and the way that they ask them, occasionally you'll find some that have actually captured the scientific method, whether intentionally or accidentally. Like I remember talking to one young girl, she was, she did some project about yoga and I was like, well, how do you know that that wasn't just like what you would always expect to see? And without using the word control, she explained her negative control to me. And Ah. it was just like, that's amazing. And then like, and then you get someone like the senior high school students, and you're just like, "Fuck you, you do better science than I do." Like, <laughs> you you would have loved, you would have loved my science project I did when I was eight, which was,
0: uh, uh, does a watched pot boil? Oh,
4: boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does eventually, yeah. Okay. Even if you watch it the whole time, it did will you, eventually
4: boil. Did you
1: time a watched pot and then time an unwatched pot to yep. see when they?
0: And then I also added salt to see if salt helped. As well, because uh, my mom always said that salt makes it boil faster and not watching it makes it's it good. boil faster. So I, I, my theory was that the unwatched pot with salt would boil faster, uh, but the watched and unwatched salt salted pots boiled at the, same, at the same pace.
3: How did you know when the unwatched pot started to boil? My mom told me.
2: But so she was she was watching know, it. I know.
0: <laughs> as soon as as soon as I made the poster, I was like, "Wait a minute."
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: this is some uh, some Schrodinger shit here. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, a tree we in the forest. <laughs> we have no idea if an unwatched pot yeah. ever boils. <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. Yeah. Uh, There's your wonder, kids. <laughs> well, uh, but but yet we do it's know. Funny, that... I've
3: just designed the experiment by how we could do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but yet we do know that observing and measuring your results can does change your results, not necessarily in a meaningful way, but like, you know, observation is uh, not
3: observational bias is a thing. Yep. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, uh, Brian, I know you had mentioned uh, before we started that um, there's some, there's some science that, that we don't want to, to dwell on some science that, that is maybe <laughs> maybe new, that, that, that gets skipped over sure. as not pretty.
3: And and I, I was specifically speaking about myself, not science oh. as a whole. All right. yeah. There are lots of people who want to talk about the science that I don't want to talk about. Yeah. Um, the, one of the things that I really love about science, um, if I'm going to put it really briefly and crudely, is science accomplishes cool shit. Peer review confirms that science has accomplished this cool shit, and regulatory agencies use science-based strategies in order to ensure that the cool shit doesn't fuck us over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And science is amazing, and I love all science. Um, The things that I don't like to dwell on are the sciences that are too close to me. Um, I didn't want to know anything about COVID. I know a lot of people came mm. to me and were like, "Hey, Brianne, you understand sciencey stuff? What's going on with the with the COVID stuff?" And I'm like, "You know what? Nope, no no spoons for that. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. It's too mm-hmm. real. It's too close. Nope. Sure. Um, don't want anything to do with it." Um, so of course, I, I had to uh, participate with bringing COVID antibody tests to market. Um.
4: <laughs> of course,
3: <laughs> Fine. <laughs> My company did some really cool stuff and we managed to get a really, uh, really, really good um, assays, antibody assays, IgG and IgM assays to market. And uh, those have been really, really helpful. Um, The other science that I don't like to learn anything about is anything having to do with multiple sclerosis, because I've been diagnosed with MS for the past three years. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, Oh, what a cool intersection. You're a sciencey person. Uh, you've got this thing that new science is always coming out about. And I'm like, fuck off. Nope. Don't want it. Nope. Right?
1: <laughs> like, dealing with it is Yay enough for me to also yes. have it take yep. up even more of your life
0: also right. yeah how cool exactly. that you have ms is not something that people usually say <laughs> so like <laughs> how fun for you wow. oh yeah no it's great thanks
1: <laughs> yeah. no, no one's like wow you're an oncologist who got cancer how how great that must how be fascinating like. you
3: must love going to therapy yeah right. yeah
1: right oh my god Oh, i bet therapists hate Going to therapy. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah.
0: Lots of opinions. If you were uh, earlier you were saying something about science not being pretty no that was it we were,
1: that, we were, no, we were just we were, saying science isn't was, we pretty we were coming back to <laughs> well,
0: so that's what I'm saying this. is like science isn't pretty and uh, sometimes the people ask unpretty questions of scientists or yeah. it's like how do I how do I because I feel like so we've had you on and we have our our, our Laura Okagaki has, has been on and she also does the same thing that you do here where uh, you'll say I've heard you say this a couple of times like well I don't actually know this or I'm not I don't have I'm not in this field I'm not you know just to make sure do you feel like there's a burden as a scientist that your friends are like you're a scientist that you have this like people ask you science questions and you have to be like okay hold on calm down I don't actually know anything about that but if I had to give you a good educated guess I'd say this or do you do you ever make educated guesses or do you just say I don't
3: know I really love when people come to me and ask me stuff that I don't know the answer to because I think it's a really great opportunity to help um, educate people about what science is and what its limitations are. Because mm-hmm. science to people who don't um, have a lot of, you know exposure to uh, applicable science, think of it as kind of like this mystical word. And it's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why um, mystical thoughts p- people who try to introduce wooey ideas can't get away with comparing what they do with what science is and Mm -hmm. i think it's really helpful when someone says tell me about this and it's like i cannot and let me tell you why i cannot Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um and then you hear the sound of my glasses sliding up my nose (laughs) um but it's I, I like to joke, We, we I, I've joked around with some of my coworkers that being a scientist just means you know how to look shit up and you know how to refer people to other people. That's that's a yeah. huge part of science. Even folks who have, especially folks who have really niche um, qualifications within science and technology um, are amateur scientists and everything not having to do with that one For specific sure. niche.
1: Yeah. That, um... That is a frustration. I know. I mean, like, I'm I'm not a scientist, but I'm very frustrated by uh, pseudoscience and and things that are um, put forward as you know solutions and and, and that sort of thing. Um,
0: this egg-shaped piece of jade, when you put it in your vagina. <laughs> Will rebalance your pH. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, that's that I know what you're referencing. I hate it. So much. <laughs> but it's like, that sounds like science, right? Or they're like, yeah, the minerals in jade contain a natural property that, you know, rebalances your, your, and you know, people are like, oh, I know all those things. I know pH is a thing. I know what jade is. Thing. I've heard of know, jade. Yeah. It's, I know that's a rock. So rocks are minerals. I've heard that word. Yeah. Eggs, okay.
2: Eggs, vagina. I know what all these things are. Therefore, they already
0: have eggs inside them. That's probably very natural.
3: Lots of <laughs> eggs just floating around the vaginas. Yep. and yeah. that's why I
2: don't. That's that's why I don't trust this vaccine because mRNA. What the fuck is that? That right. doesn't make that's, any sense at all.
0: That's, that, I've only ever heard of DNA. I don't think mRNA is real. That's not even a
2: thing. <laughs> but I think that that isn't. I, I think that oh that God. becomes kind of part of the problem, right? That that science is complicated. It is difficult. So people don't and and almost nobody can, except for the people that that did all the work to, say, create the covid vaccine. How many people, even biologists, even even immunologists, how many really understand what the fuck that vaccine does? So in that sense, it's why would it? Why is it any different than sticking a jade egg in your vagina? Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, you understand I, it as much. I know. Yeah.
3: I want to tell you how to be a critical consumer of science. Oh, Yay! sweet. Okay. So, um, I, th- this is a really common, overwhelming fear that a lot of people have, that the science is too big, that they need to, like, possess some level of training. And the truth is, you don't. You just have to there's a couple of questions that you need to ask. Uh, You need to ask what the source of the information is. Um, If you open up your local WCCO or whatnot um, and you see a scientific article, you're not seeing a scientific article, you're seeing a reference to a journal article that was probably published in an actual journal. So ask what your source is um, and if you trust that source, not even talking about doing like critical evidence-based evaluation of sources. Just, do you trust that source? It's a good high level if you don't have any background in the science that you're trying to understand. Um, do you trust it? Um, are they using passionate language to talk mm-hmm. about the science? Um, are you, uh, I'm trying to think, cause there's like a couple steps I would throw in that are a little bit more complex. Um, we can handle it. Is it something I know, and I know your amazing listeners can handle it too. Is it is it something that you are absorbing or something that you are critically evaluating? That mm. means do you have an emotional bias towards that that science going one way or another? Yeah. So, uh, and, and outside of science, we have to do this in politics too, right? To critically evaluate politics, which is another subject that a lot of people avoid because it seems so big and overwhelming mm-hmm, and complex. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is easier to consume science if you don't get wrapped up in the, oh my God, I have to be an expert to understand the science. So for example, if I read an
0: article and the article says, new study shows people who drink coffee live longer. Now, like Mm -hmm. I might, I'm a coffee drinker. So what I, I have to evaluate, okay, but doesn't that sound good to me? Because I drink coffee. I want that to be true. Like Tim doesn't drink coffee. So for him, he doesn't like the taste. He doesn't want that to be true because that sucks. Because then he would have to start drinking coffee if that's right. We both already have an emotional kind of attachment to that. How do you separate yourself from that
3: in a way to read it and be critical? You decide if you want to invest in it or not. Um, and it is okay to say, I don't want to invest in this. It's it's okay to say, um, I've learned 10% that there is to know about this subject, um, and and that's enough for me. And um, I think it's cool that someone's out there asking those questions. But I'm not going to cut coffee out of my diet because I am aware enough to know that there's probably more out there. There's probably like another 90% of whatever Mm -hmm. about this topic that I don't know about. Um, And if someone introduces an opposing view that challenges that, um, I would wish that all of us amateur scientists in that particular topic that we only know 10% about, we can decide I don't want to know that but I'm not going to get defensive because someone has Mm. proposed this alternate viewpoint and I don't care enough to get in any deeper to try to invalidate that it's one of the reasons why I don't it it goes back to like why I don't want to look at MS research and I don't Mm. want to look at COVID research because it's it's too close to me I've got too much invested and if I start digging I'm not going to stop um I'm going to turn into an asshole. And um, but there's some things that I don't really have to care all that much about. I can just go, huh, we know why catnip propels mosquitoes. Yeah. That's cool. Like, yeah, that's fun. I'm not going to go and like try to replicate the research to prove if it's really true or not. However, if I am a DEET producer, maybe I want to go and do a little more digging. Maybe yeah. My, yeah. my desire to become invested is a little bit more. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, there was, um, so all of my, I, I looked up three articles, they were all about mosquitoes because summer is coming to Minnesota. And I was like, mosquito science, let's do that. So uh, another cool one, and this is an example of like a general news story that I don't know anything about and I don't have to get overly invested in, but I can appreciate the work that's being done. Um, they're, they're releasing uh, genetically modified mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. Um, it's going to target Aedes aegypti, which is the mosquito that is responsible for a lot of the mosquito-transmitted viruses, like, uh, what are they, like, malaria. Zika, uh, I don't know malaria. No? I'm not sure which mosquito it is that transmits hmm, malaria. Hmm. I don't know if that's the one. Uh, but they, dengue, Zika, and yellow fever, I think, sure. here here in the United States. Um, and heartworm to pets and non-human animals. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to release these genetically modified mosquitoes and that's cool in theory and i like hearing about that science um i do not live in the florida keys i am not planning on being pregnant i can (laughs) slap a little uh aloe on a mosquito bite and be done with it i'm not that invested whether the science is good or not yeah but i'm also not gonna go out and start promoting it right because i'm not that invested in it i know that there's a lot of stuff out there that i know about so i'm gonna like not get involved in internet arguments about whether it's good or not. People who live in the Florida Keys are a little more invested and it's it's genetically modified. So this article in particular is a really good example of a sensationalistic uh, news article because the facts are few and far between and it's focused more on the public commentary that's going on around it. It's still dealing with science but um, it's not an article that I trust. If I really got wanted to get interested in GMO mosquitoes in Florida, there'd be a lot of work to do after this. I cannot <laughs> call myself an expert on this subject. I'm not going to participate in any debates. not going to – probably not even going to mention it outside of this podcast because I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. Sure, sure. But it the- produces that sense of wonder.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Like, we can do that? That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It-
1: I wonder if you know some of the the woo out there in the world is a similar thing to um. I've always thought of like like woo as uh, people cling to it for some of the same reasons that some people are comforted by religion, right? It's the feeling of of uh, powerlessness and and that that you need to be able to take control over your situation and do something to improve it. And that could be prayer. That could be eating, drinking lots of elderberry juice. That could be, you know, whatever your, your thing is. Like
0: copper magnetic um, gloves.
1: But I wonder if for <laughs> some of that, there's also a majesty and wonder thing. Like if it could be people that are into that woo because of, you know, some, some, Beauty aspect of it.
0: I was super into crystals when I was a kid, and the and 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 when I was a, a, a Wiccan teen, the uh, the idea that they that you holding a different rock basically did a different thing for you, or would would change your energy in some way because of the the vibrations it gave off. Cause sure. it's very, it sounds very sciencey, right? Like everything is always vibrating, you know, everything has, you know, electricity running through it, I guess, or, you know, all that kind of like the vague stuff that you, we call it stoner science sometimes, right? right. Like a bunch of people sitting around high and it's like, I say something and everyone's like, that sounds right. That sounds right to me. It feels right. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, it I can see that being the wonder mm. of, 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 of things for sure.
3: And there's nothing wrong with enjoying those right like those Mm -hmm. moments of you know i think that with wonder uh at least adjacent to if not completely entangled with wonder is this idea of play and being able to entertain and imagine and play with an idea that may or may not have the most concrete hold in our shared reality um that's something that can can make us happy and can make us be like that's fun and help us ground and refocus so that we can mm-hmm. go back to doing the things that we want to have more based and uh, solid evidence-based reality.
0: Yeah. The trap is then when somebody who, for example, does a ritual for fun, uh, cast a spell because it makes them feel good. The difference is then them saying to someone else, you know, what will fix your problem uh, is this spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, sure. uh, just to make sure that it's uh that's and that's the with the woo, right? Like yeah. if you want to put a piece of jade shaped like an egg in your vagina because you think it fixes your vaginal situation, hooray! I guess I wouldn't, but okay. But, but when you sell it yeah, for three hundred dollars and tell other people it'll do the same thing, now yeah. I feel like that is that's where the crime. It's
3: god I, damn it, with the paltro Oh my god!
1: <laughs> I, I I kind of stopped in the last. Two or two years, maybe more. So the last year, because priorities shifted a little in the last year, uh, I kind of just stopped giving a shit about people that are into astrology, um, because like, who cares? It's so obviously not real and so easily proven to be not real but like if it's a stupid fun thing and it's not hurting anyone and no one's selling anything about it or no one's like not getting cancer treatment because their their chart said not to then i don't i don't there's more important shit to worry about
3: yeah this is this is a fun and broader topic and i know that Kings of god has talked about it but like um it's it's that it's that idea that as long as it's not doing any harm um, and you can find harm in anything, what's the harm.com, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. If, if you, even if you are making decisions in your life that are totally based on whatever thing I happen to not agree on, tarot, astrology, whatever, that's you, that's your life, that's your body, that's your future, that's mm-hmm. your now, you know, mm-hmm. go for it. Um, if you're, my, if you're my mom and you're choosing to uh, not get radiation because tarot told you not to and it told you instead to go dance naked with mushrooms in the midnight. Well, first of all, I'm going to say I think that's a great idea. You should do that. But you should do that like before your radiation treatment. Yeah,
0: like. <laughs> you can do both. I think the tarot cards yeah. are being selfish. <laughs> right, right.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, it's. I think that's a larger topic that I don't know if we want to yeah, yeah. go any further into but yeah, yeah. well I- I've stopped getting like you I've stopped getting vigilant I've stopped being like well you know that's been proven to be fake and here's like the 10 articles that say it's not mm-hmm. it's not working for you mm-hmm.
1: it it's 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 not just like my own spoons thing it's also just like not being a dick to some extent
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I I still have the belief that believing in things that aren't real is mm-hmm. Has harm. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, I don't know how much, how much of I, like, it's not my fucking job to reduce that specific kind sure. of harm. There's more right. productive ways to do it. There are bigger fights about disinformation to be I,
2: had. I kind of look Keep at your it sphere as sphere of influence. Small. <laughs> I kind of yeah, right. look at it, look at it like I'm willing to make fun of homeopathy myself because it's bullshit and it should be made fun of, but I'm not going to go. On somebody else's post about homeopathy and say you realize it's bullshit, right? Yeah. Because that that doesn't that that feels like that feels like use it's useless. It's not helpful. It's not it's not going to sell them on on being wrong. Friends,
3: condescending. Yeah. They've heard that yeah. argument before. Sure. I have I have
0: friends who do the oils, the essential oils thing, uh, and man, they are convinced it works for them, and that's great. And you know what? It might because placebo effect is a real. Like measurable thing, but also like what bothers me is when one of someone will say they're sick, and a bunch of their little like oil friends will be like, oh, a drop of thieves oil, two drops of lemon, and a drop of eucalyptus in a large glass of water, and I'm like, don't drink those, don't (laughs) ingest oils. They're for smelling, you know. Like don't, they're not food safe. Don't eat them. And like you should also like check your like check your temperature. If you have a fever over 103, I would go to the doctor. You know, like it's it's. But yeah, it's, it's Put on your uh, oily
3: perfume and get your ass to urge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anytime
0: right. someone was telling my friend to, to to ingest the oils, that's when I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I got to say something now. I mm-hmm. can't not say something that's poison. <laughs> Don't drink it. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and there's the MLM aspect to that uh-huh. where people are being yeah. exploited uh-huh. for, yeah. for money yeah. for sure.
0: Science. <laughs> um,
1: so uh, uh, before we get to five questions, Is there Brian? Is there anything else you want to touch on on like the wonder and and majesty of science, or a a note you want to leave us with before we move on?
3: I think that science is can be one source of wonder in the world. Find your wonder wherever it comes from. Um, You know, I I personally believe religion does uh, harm in this world, and we would be better off without it. Um, But find your wonder. It's, it's important. It's important to your well-being. Find it where you can. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Preach.
1: That's (laughs) a great sentiment. All right. Uh,
3: Brienne has five questions, I think.
0: Brienne has us.
1: five questions for us.
3: I do have five questions. Yeah, Brienne! I'm very <laughs> excited. I'm very excited.
1: And you, being the overachiever that you are, you wrote more than five questions and had to whittle it down.
3: I did. There's just so much about you I want to know, you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ominous.
4: <That is>
3: <laughs> okay, so um, funny story. I actually uh, had. Fallen off of my podcast. I hadn't listened to podcasts in probably the last year. I was going through kind of a rough patch. Uh, Depression's a bitch, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot what Five Questions was. Huh. <laughs> so I had to, um, I had to listen to last week's podcast just so I get to the end and be like, oh yeah, this is what Five Questions is. That's, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and do. That, that last podcast uh, that came out, I believe, was a boner episode. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was. That's and
3: right. so I got to hear about all the things that are getting you guys rock hard. Mm. I want to know, Yeah. for your first question, what's got you flaccid?
0: Ooh. Ooh. The hmm. weather right now has me so flaccid. Like today was good uh, today, but like I had, so I took my sabbatical for work and I've been on sabbatical basically the whole month of April. And it's been like, below freezing at night. It's been raining. It's been overcast more days than anything. I think we've had three sunny days the entire month of April and it is just, it just sucks. Like, I love reading. I've read a ton of books, but like, man, the weather has me limp as a noodle. Like, I would have to, I would have to like tape chopsticks to it to get it hard. Like, I, I, I get I get really crabby and I get really like sad.
3: So like, yeah, I am solar powered. I 100% need the sun to come back i just imagine you like sitting in your living room in a bikini and like with your towel over your arm and your book in your other hand just sitting there like <clears throat> yeah right that's, exactly. that's pretty accurate yeah that's like accurate. what are you doing reading inside like
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's very accurate
0: uh
1: boy i this is dumb So Molly and I recently moved and bought a house and we've had a lot of home improvement projects lately and we have a fenced in yard, which is awesome for the dog. And I have fixed this fucking gate on this goddamn fence in like five or six different ways, slowly improving it and making it better and using like a corrector to make it like less crooked and like adding, replacing the spring. And every, nice. every time I do something to improve or fix something else breaks on the fence, <laughs> on, the specifically. on the gate, on the gate, on the goddamn gate, <laughs> it's like yesterday we opened the gate and the two screws that were holding the spring to the top fence post. Uh, the heads of the screws just both <laughs> sheared right off at the top, so there's just two screws embedded in there with no head. No to way there. to get them out. Drill them out uh, where the spring went, and uh, yeah, I this gate is
0: this gate looks,
1: so this, fucking flaccid. This
0: gate looks like a cartoon dog that's been like like that's like been in an accident and so it's like got like a little cast and a cone and maybe like a little dog wheelchair. Like it's like it's being like it's got like three things holding it up and like new it's just yeah.
3: Yeah
1: um, this gate's got me pushing rope. I'm not
3: a fan <laughs> uh, <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> um
3: Yay, home ownership!
2: Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, the thing that uh, has me super flaccid right now, and I hate it, uh, is uh, online theater, because mm. I just want it to be done. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's not it's not that I it's not that I don't want to do theater. It's that uh, I'm so ready to be in front of people. I mean, I brought this up before. Just the idea that. After a while, trying to do comedy in front of nothing yeah. just gets tiring.
0: I haven't um, heard somebody laugh at my jokes that isn't a vilifier for a year. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time. It's
1: been longer than that for Tim. <laughs> 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 what about you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what's, what, what about you? What's, what's got you a limp?
3: um people who think the pandemic's over Uh, yeah yeah. people like i got my two vaccines bye mask time to throw a thousand person wedding let's do it Mm -mm. no Mm -hmm. no no Yeah. I hugged my
0: sister. That was that was really exciting today. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
3: that's about it for me though.
0: Uh, uh, but like
1: outdoors, outside. Like, yeah, uh, we were outside. <laughs> masked. <laughs>
3: I was I was double masked and outdoors, and I hugged my friend who had. It's been uh like three weeks since her second shot i'd been two weeks uh post second shot and we hugged each other and i just whispered in her ear let's make it awkward
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think
3: we hugged for about 45 seconds it was awkward nice <laughs> yeah. nice. nice
1: you got a lot of time to make up on. I do
3: i got right. lots, lots of
0: hugs to make up
3: for yeah <laughs> question two yeah question two which marvel characters Nick, you nerd, it's limited to those introduced in the MCU. (laughs) Which Marvel characters are atheists? Ooh,
0: Doctor Strange, right? But like, he believes in magic, but I don't think he believes in God.
1: Yeah, I think he understands that whatever we might be calling a God is actually...
0: I think it's the frame. It's like the the magic he can do is just a science we don't understand, right? right. Like, that's the. But like, that, I don't think he thinks there's a god, like an omnip, a,
1: yeah. omnipotent being. Well, he was a surgeon. I mean, yeah. right off the bat. <laughs> if there's a god, it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stark's probably an Stark, atheist. Stark I, Stark, I was
2: going to say. I'm yep, pretty sure. Yep. That's an easy one. I got to think uh. Bucky is an atheist after all he's been right? through.
0: I would
3: think so. I, I uh. feel
2: like there's a pretty good chance Bucky's an atheist.
3: I don't More know. He came 1940s. out of the same shit as, like,. Captain America did. So. I know,
2: yeah. but he's been through a lot since then. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying.
1: I, I don't. I don't have a lot of uh, hopes that someone who was born in the 30s is uh, is an atheist. Let's just say. Um, but, I'm guessing
0: not Natasha. I'm guessing she probably has some weird Catholic thing going on, or, oh, or
1: Russian Orthodox. I don't know. After something. going through the Red Room, maybe, maybe though. Yeah, yeah. Too, well, maybe we'll find out in mm-hmm. in July. Um, Hank Pym. He's an atheist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's an atheist for sure. Uh, I think Scott Lang's agnostic.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Paul, Paul Apatheist. He probably, does, maybe, he probably yeah. doesn't care enough to believe in God.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I can, I can imagine an awkward conversation between him and his daughter Cassie and she's like, Oh, mom makes me go to this church and I don't really want to go. And what do you think of that? And him just being like, <laughs> Oh boy! Ah, oh, you should listen to your mom, but also uh, you shouldn't have to go to church. Either. I
0: bet, I bet the vision is oh. uh, even though he, oh, he's yeah. literally he's literally met his creator, but uh, yeah. Yeah. so he's I bet the vision's an atheist. And I would be, would be surprised if Wanda isn't an atheist or at least agnostic, yeah, in the sense that like because like I think going through the trauma of losing both her parents and her brother. And everything else, and like there not being any reason to things, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no grand plan, and if there is, fuck that. Yeah. Like, if yeah. that's the grand plan, that's pretty shitty, right? Like, I'd be I don't pretty,
2: know. I'd be pretty sure Rocket's an atheist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know about Shuri. I don't know about Shuri either. I don't know about Shuri. I don't know what the religion of the Wakandans is. They haven't really talked about it much.
1: Yeah, they,
3: they definitely believe it. in an afterlife. Yeah. Right. yeah, Yeah,
1: and in the comics, they have tangible proof of an afterlife in Wakanda to some so, degree. All
3: right. Yeah. Like all a right. Tomb of The
1: king's or whatever. Yeah. That feels like a
0: good rundown. I
1: think that's a decent list.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that was
3: my that was my favorite. I just wanted to sit and listen to you guys. Yeah. Out. <laughs> as as
0: always, not enough.
3: That's. <laughs> <Right>. yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Three. Lee. All right. Uh, so this one in the uh, spirit of our episode, what science do you want to exist that we either know doesn't exist, suspect exists, or is on the horizon? We're pretty sure it exists, but we're not really, we don't have all the pieces in place yet.
0: I uh, want to be able to go to the center of the earth. <laughs> I want to be able to go to the center of the earth. Me, personally. I want, Or at least there's somebody in a capsule like in like in the abyss, like like all the way the down. King Kong lives. Yeah, all the way through the Marianas Trench, all the way down through the crust. all You mean the way like into the core?
2: The... You mean like yeah. the core? Yeah.
0: yeah, the center of the earth. <laughs> crushed.
3: Yeah, I want to be able to go there. <laughs> you to figure out the science, Nick. The science is there. We just uh, have to figure it out.
4: <laughs> uh, they
3: managed it in the crystal gems.
4: Yeah, right? yeah. Thank
1: you. Uh, transhumanism. Mm-hmm. I I uh, I realized that. Genetic modification is, uh, there's a lot of ethical concerns there and there's a lot of lot to be worried about in terms of like eugenics and and, and all of that. <laughs> but also being able to tweak human beings with CRISPR to like survive space travel is fucking awesome and basically inevitable if we want to colonize space. Like that's just kind of how it's got to be um circulatory oh, system space. C- circulatory system needs an overhaul like that's no <laughs> we gotta good got to so we
0: can get belt louder got to tear all
1: this out replace it <laughs> from scratch no good uh yeah i i would love to to be able to customize and tweak and i would love for that to be uh, an available and accessible and ethical thing
0: did you threaten babies <laughs>
1: We'll see if that's, I don't know if that's possible, but yeah, transhumanism would be great.
2: I want faster than light travel. Mm -hmm. I just, that's, that's what I want. I want us to, you know, to be able to, to be able to travel faster than light and get all the fucking way around the universe and back again without all those pesky
3: physics problems.
2: Yeah. Warp. Yeah. I'll take warp. Hyperspace. Hyperspace Hyperspace. is good. Whatever you got, whatever, whatever we got to do to make it work.
1: Yeah, into it, Brianne, What's your what's your cusp or dream science on the horizon that you?
3: So I I went more with the stoner science like Molly. I just want to I want gills. I want to be able to. Oh yeah, I want to be able to breathe underwater.
4: Yeah, I'm just saying. (laughs) There you go,
3: kind of in line. (laughs) CRISPR, like we
1: had gills. It's just we a did. series of ten
0: shots, and then you get gills. We'd That's like it. to be under the sea yes. with the gills that science made us in the yeah. shade.
3: There's <laughs> a uh, there's a liquid. Uh, I, I remember uh, they were working on something that would allow you to like breathe it in, and then it would allow you to get oxygen out of the water. Like uh, the abyss, right? Like in um, the abyss. It, it never went anywhere. We're not breathing underwater yet, but
0: <laughs> someday.
3: <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's a good scene.
1: I want to happen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, number four? Yeah. Here we go. All right. You have to join a religion. Don't overthink it. For whatever reason, we all agreed we have to join a religion. Which religion do you join, and how do you reconcile your atheism with that religion?
0: Hmm. Uh, I would be a Wiccan again. I would go back to Wicca. Uh, because... I think that it's a nature worshiping religion in certain ways. Like you can, you can frame it that way and have it be about surrendering yourself. The only thing I can see agreeing is greater than myself and that or greater than humans and greater than humanity is nature because it's, it can take out what we make. Right. So I could see surrendering myself to the God of nature, the spirits that live in the, in the natural world and worshiping that like druidism i guess more than wicca maybe in a a druid a druidic way of uh believing that there was a god in nature like, a,
1: like animism like everything yeah a
0: god yeah, yeah right. something like that i guess is where i'd go
1: i i think as kind of mentioned earlier in the conversation like judaism and for those reasons like as long as they don't mind being me, being you know, super skeptical about it all, they'd be like, may, maybe, maybe they'd be like, ah, he's he's good at this. He's wise. He's got a lot of got a lot of questions. got a lot of doubt <laughs> and questions over here. This one, he and jokes. and and maybe that would maybe that would work for me. Uh, but yeah, I I think as far as like Abrahamic, you know, mm-hmm. monotheist mm-hmm. religions, like at least there's some interesting culture there.
0: Yeah.
2: I uh, I mean, I guess if I got to, uh, I'd probably go for Buddhism because um, they I mean, they don't really believe in a God. I mean, some sects really technically do, but but they don't really. But be- it, it would be tough because Buddhism to me sounds super fucking boring. Um, <laughs> Tim, you, really, tried to med- you
0: tried to meditate with us in that church of Ak- I know. It I was, was so bored. Hilarious, you were like wiggling around like a five year old. It was (laughs) was so,
2: yeah. But I guess if I got to do it, that's the one I picked. (laughs) All right, I'd work on that, I'd work on being less bored. What,
1: what 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 are you picking, Brianne?
3: Um I, I'm taking the easy way out and I'll say the satanic temple. Oh the Oh you. sure. Yeah.
4: Oh, you. know. I know, I know,
3: yeah. I was yeah. I was really excited that none of you said that because I thought it <laughs> was the easy one.
4: No oh, <laughs> with the gotcha. You, answer. Brienne. <laughs>
0: it's the goddamn scientist. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's oh, the technically
2: the
1: perfect answer, yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: perfect. Uh, bring it home.
3: Yeah. Let's do it.
2: Question five.
3: Oh God! I really want to ask the really stupid one. Um, <laughs> do it, do it. Those are the best questions. Which cartoon character are you one hundred percent gay for? Ooh, one hundred percent gay for Bugs Bunny. Yeah.
2: Down for Bugs Bunny, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah.
3: In the mm-hmm. in the like uh, Viking costume or?
2: Yes, just, that just... too. I don't care. <laughs> Not picky.
0: Pansexual <laughs> when it comes to Bugs Bunny's gender representations. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes. yeah. mm-hmm.
0: All right, all right. A cartoon character. Am I super gay for Still cartoon, not comics? I'm assuming cartoons. So will go. Uh,
3: and and I, I should say, I should say, uh, we're taking a very liberal uh, view of what the word "gay" means. So, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't care uh, what gender it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm i uh, am I'm, I'm, I'm pretty gay for Glimmer from Shira. Uh-huh. and the princess is <sighs> nice. power yeah uh she's she i think she, not only do i find her very attractive uh and cute uh she's like my body type a oh, big big time like but also like she's very fierce she's very independent she has a domineering mother uh she has like best friends she's very loyal she's i i like i yeah i'm pretty i'm gay for a glimmer i like her a lot
1: that's so uh uh Ketra. It's Catra? From, from also yeah, from yeah. She-Ra, the Princess of Power. Yeah. Uh uh I, I'm a sucker for for villains, uh fictional villains. And she has just this amazing redemption arc and like has survived this abuse in such a, a strong way and also like spray bottle. Like I don't know. There's just so much to love
0: there. I thought She's for like, sure you were gonna go doom. Uh yeah. It's, not, not, it's, it's not like it's,
4: that. No, it's, <laughs>
0: that's,
1: that's, it's so <laughs> non-sexual. Like, like yeah. that's that's like, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's that's different. Cool.
0: Brianne, who are you gay
3: for? I, I'm going to go with Amethyst from Steven Universe. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like, sure. I just feel like that would be like the total package. Best oh, yeah. friend. Great sex sesh followed by cake in bed and then more sex in the in the cake that's left over getting all over the sheets. I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Like a fun hedonist kinda but like playful and not boring with it. We
0: can go on a double date with our uh with our curvy uh purplish pinkish girls. <laughs> there you go. Nice. And, and, and I
3: feel like amethyst avoids hard awkward topics whenever she can, so like, you know, that would really enable me to be able to <laughs> avoid that <laughs> shit.
1: Well, if if you ever need some like harsh truths, uh Catra and I will be in a tree like making fun of people to ourselves. Tim and
0: Bug's Bunny actually have harsh harsh truths as well. He's pretty easily cutting when he wants to be. He
2: really is, yeah.
3: But that's the great thing about amethyst. Like with amethyst, I can just be like, Hey Garnet, can you smack some hard truths into me for a second so I can go back to cake sex (laughs) on the bed with amethyst?
1: (laughs) Cake sex on the bed with amethyst?
4: (laughs) Oh, please, 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 <laughs> make it <the> title, please it
1: <laughs> please. Cake Sex. Uh, or maybe the intro clip. I think.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some it, it. It'll be, yeah, somewhere, maybe. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, boy.
0: The wonder of cake sex science. <laughs> I think.
2: I
1: think we have to end the episode there just so we can end on the highest note possible, yeah. which yeah. is cake sex. It's I mean, just, that's,
0: that's all, it's, that's, that's all that's, she wrote.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brianne, thank you so much for lending us your time, your expertise, and your questions and wonderful personality. We, It's great to see your face and to have you back. Uh, uh, we have been Geeks Without God. You can find us with a new episode every week because we just don't stop. Uh, not even, like not even the pin. <laughs> not where I was going to go with it, but yes, Tim. That's, like, why, like that's why he's Bunny. excited, just that's never right. stops
4: hammering <laughs> that ass.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, we will be back next episode with uh, next week with another episode. You can find us on all the places you find podcasts, and if you would like, you could leave us reviewed there that would be great uh shout out to our patrons thank you so much for your support um you know if you don't know we get our episodes up sometimes weeks early uh, for all our patrons to enjoy through Patreon. There's a special RSS feed for them that you can just pop into whatever your podcast listening device is and pick them up when we put them in. Uh, Otherwise uh, we're working on, like Molly said, new website that our patrons have helped uh, us support or pay for, which is amazing. And then we're working on a patron exclusive episode soon. That's in the works. But otherwise, we've been Geeks Without God with Brianne Billu, and we will see you next week. Bye! Bye.
2: Bye. It's science, it's science, and it's kind of cool. It's science, it's science, and it's kind of cool, dude. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks,
1: geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. We're geeks.
2: We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks.
4: We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks, we're geeks, without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. That's right. I'm waxed and waxed and ready to roll. <laughs> I'm not waxed.